before you stop by Starbucks for your daily dose of caffeine, just know that in November of 2017, this 31-year-old man placed a hidden camera in a Starbucks bathroom to pleasure himself to 24 different videos of women going number one. You're watching Darkness Prevails, the best place to share your creepy stories with the world, because this world is a strange one. I'm not a big fan of Starbucks myself. I hope you don't hold it against me when I say I prefer more sugary iced coffees. Luckily, that means I get to stay far away from Starbucks, a place like many that often attracts terrifying people. Enjoy these allegedly true Starbucks scary stories. If you want your story read in a future video, I'm looking for creepy stories from 4chan. Have an experience or have you seen a creepy post there? Send it to me at darknessprevails.org submit. Also, stay till the end for my favorite early comments from my previous video. Now, give me a double nightmare with a quadruple shot of espresso, please. Number one, the Starbucks Creep, submitted by Laurel. I'm 14 years old and from a small town in Northern California. To give you an idea of how small, we don't have a mall and only have two seemingly nice restaurants. Suffice to say, if you're walking down a street, it's unlikely for there to be more than three other people walking on it as well. I hope that gives you an idea of the setting of the story because it comes into play with the behavior of my friend. Yesterday, we went to Starbucks, a daily routine for us since we're AP students, and we enjoy getting our studying and homework done there. But instead of our normal 4.30 to 6.30 schedule, we decided to go at 5 p.m. after school. This meant more people, an unknown staff, and too many distractions. We were sitting at our usual table after waiting for it to open for 10 minutes when I saw a man park next to us in his bike outside. I would have deemed this as normal, but he kept looking at our bikes and then back to us several times, despite the fact that we were in the back of the store. That guy keeps looking at us, I said to my friend, who, mind you, is a freshman, but looks more like a fifth grader and was raised to assume all people are good. Oh, stop, he's just locking up his bike. She says and rolls her eyes at me. I sigh an okay and then excuse myself to go to the washroom. Two minutes later, I come out and see that this man is now talking to my friend. I try to give her a subtle, what the F, look and sit back down. So what math classes are you both in? He asks us. He's tall, gangly, has glasses, lots of acne, and slouchy posture. Integrated one, my friend Allison says. Integrated two plus, I say sarcastically, as I try to do my homework to show that we're busy and we're not to be bothered right now. He then proceeds to tell us about how he was 18 and had just graduated from our high school, how he'd failed high school math, but was now very successful in it. My friend made slight conversation about having some struggle in math herself, and I muttered an agreement since my math class is the highest one a freshman can take and was quite difficult. The man's eyes light up, and then he says, Oh, maybe you two can be my first clients. I'm starting a tutoring business. These off-putting comments continued until his drink was called out, so when he left to go get it, I took a breath and figured that that was the end of it. But no... 
He then came back and asked if he could sit down with us. My friend said sure, and he continued talking to my dismay. The way he sat was even weird. He was between Allison and me, but was facing me the whole time with his hands on his crotch area. What was he doing down there? Screw this, I thought, as I tried to form a plan so my friend and I could escape. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to introduce myself, he suddenly says. I'm Dominic, and I'm 18. What are your names? Laurel, I said coldly. My name isn't really Laurel, but that's what I said to answer the question. I then looked at my friend, hoping she'd catch on, and she replied with Allison, which was close to her real name, but not quite, so it was good enough. Oh, cool, and you're freshman, right? We both nodded slowly. Well, when I was in school, I only talked to freshmen. They make better friends. Do either of you have a uh, Mr. J? I do, I replied slowly as I kept my eyes on my book. He's a great teacher, isn't he? I really liked his class, but I said in the back, is he still in room 6A? I'd really like to go see him and tell him about my progress sometime. Dominic said excitedly, He's usually there after school, I say. Yeah, but I can't quite get on campus without going through the attendance office, he said, sounding a bit nervous for some reason. Why would that be a problem, I wondered. That was a big red flag. I then caught him looking me up and down, and I was done. I went on my phone subtly and set an alarm for promptly 5.41, four minutes from now. I began picking up my stuff and gestured for Allison to do the same. And then the man gets up and puts his empty drink in the garbage just as my alarm goes off. Uh, Allison, it's time for us to go over to Tyler's to help him study for the AP exam. I say, throwing my backpack over my shoulder. She nods and Dominic looks at his phone as well and says, Oh, uh, looks like my friend couldn't make it. Apparently he had been waiting on a friend the whole time. I was calling BS on that. We begin to walk towards the door and he says, see you guys later, I'm here every Tuesday and Thursday at the same time. I pull Allison out the door and begin to unlock our bikes. Once we get on our bikes to leave, he came outside. Oh, I uh, forgot I had to go to my grandparents. He laughed creepily, but I ignored him. Hey, I like your bikes, they're cool. Where'd you get them? He asks as he mounts his own bike, but I'd already muttered to Allie to follow me. Instead of going down the street we needed to, I rode down several side streets, but he tried following us. We kept going in random directions until I was sure he was gone. Today I asked my math teacher, Mr. J, if he knew him, and Mr. J's face grew more serious than I'd ever seen it. He took me to the side to make sure none of the other students could hear, and he said that if I see this Dominic again, to just go the other way, and to avoid all contact with him. He said I should probably not go back to that Starbucks either, just to be safe. Apparently, Dominique had behaved extremely inappropriately towards the freshman female students while he was in school. He was nearly expelled at one point, and Mr. J had moved him to the back of the class. So, Dominique, let's not meet again, because I don't know what you were doing with your hands under the table and I don't know why you kept making up lies to follow us. Just stay away. Number two, Starbucks Freak. 
submitted by Anonymous. It's very coincidental that you asked for Starbucks stories after MySpace stories, as after telling my previous one on MySpace, I have had my own experience concerning Starbucks, unfortunately. I had moved to California, and right next to my apartment, we have a Starbucks. This Starbucks in particular is pretty cool, because there are apartments above it, and you guessed it, I got one of those apartments, and I actually ended up working there. I worked with the morning crew, so it was the time that most people visited Starbucks. Everything was usual, nothing weird to expect. We always did have this one customer, though. He used to wear a hoodie and never liked to show his face unless he was ordering. The funny thing was he appeared to be in his mid-twenties, but he had a lot of acne on his face and supposedly he was French and he didn't speak English very well. Every time he ordered, I couldn't understand what he was saying. I wasn't trying to be offensive if he was French, it's just hard sometimes to hear him. One day I had the closing shift and by 10 p.m. the store was closed and by 10.30, we were getting ready to go. It was just me and one of my friends, Jill, along with the manager. We had forgotten to lock the lobby doors. This was a no-no, because then we'd have to tell customers no if they came in, and that's never a good thing. So I go up front with the keys to get it all locked up, and that's when I saw the man from my day shift walk towards us. Now, I've talked to the guy before, and I think what he said was he lives next to the nearby forests, it was weird because I don't really know of any houses or housing that's near the forest, but who was I to question that? When the guy walked in, he brushed past me and started ordering something. Jill, afraid to tell him no, decided to help him out. Then when he was done, he said goodnight and left on his way. But something about the guy was just so off that night, and having clocked out only a few seconds later, I decided to follow him for a while. Yeah, I know how it sounds. I sound like the creeper of this story. Just hear me out. I keep a good 20 yards away from him, and I try to stay quiet with my stepping, and I don't think he ever notices me. He gets to a part of the road where the woods next to him are really thick. Then he just stops. He's holding the coffee in his hand that he hadn't drank yet. Then, all at once, and let me remind you, this is steaming hot, fresh coffee that we had just sold to him. He turns the cup upside down completely and chugs the whole thing, all in one go. Even from that distance, I could see the steam coming off the coffee. Some of it falls to the ground, while most of it seems to fill his gut. When he was done and there was no more coffee to drink, he placed the cup gently on the ground. Then he took off his hood, and that's when I began to regret following him. I understood why he wore a hood at all times. There were deformities on his head. Everything from the neck up was completely misshapen, as if his skull had freely melted and hardened a dozen times into different shapes. It looked so painful, to be honest, and for a split moment, I felt bad for the man, until he turned toward me and locked eyes with me. One of his eyes was constantly twitching, but the other stayed wide open, staring me down. He knew I was there, but for how long had he known? His mouth contorts in a way that looks like he's smiling, or what he would call smiling. 
Then he steps into the woods to his side. For a moment, everything is quiet, and I'm still standing there dumbfounded to what I saw. But then, in the woods next to me, I hear fast and heavy footsteps coming towards me. I turned around, and I ran. Ran back to the store, back to my apartment. But the disfigured man was somehow outrunning me, and then I heard him scream. It sounded so unnatural and painful. The moment I heard it leave his mouth next to me in the woods, my body was covered in goosebumps. I just wanted this to be over. Better yet, I have asthma, so I was suddenly forced to a stop. I couldn't go any longer, not at that speed. And when I stopped, the footsteps stopped, but I could hear someone breathing in the trees, shrouded by shadows and bushes. And somehow, I could hear him smiling. Once I had caught my breath, I took off even faster than before, and this time I made it home, and I landed straight onto my couch. I couldn't stop thinking about what I saw, couldn't stop wondering if I would have to see his face again at the store, as usual. I shouldn't have followed him. It still gives me creeps every time I mention this story. Hopefully, he never comes back to our Starbucks. Number three, Creepy Man from Starbucks, submitted by Logan. I've been working at Starbucks for a couple of weeks now. It's been crazy and hectic, and you have your groups of weird and creepy people coming in. We have this regular named Butch, and he's pretty unsettling. He comes in every day and always makes comments about the girls I work with. They're very inappropriate, and they make us all uncomfortable, especially considering some of them are 16. That's not the worst of it, though. The creepiest person I've encountered was just a couple of days ago. I was supposed to be off that day, but I got called in to cover the last of a closing shift. I went out to bring the patio furniture inside, like I've done the past few nights. I propped open the lobby doors, then began to bring the furniture in, tables, chairs, etc. A few minutes later, I noticed there's this man who had walked up behind me and was just standing there while I was doing my business. Now, I myself am a small five foot six guy. I'm baby-faced and far from intimidating, but this guy towered over me at six foot two and he seemed to be stacked. He was just standing behind me watching me and how close he was to my body was unusual and it kind of freaked me out. He stood there for a few minutes, not uttering a word, until finally, after several minutes, asked me if I had a cigarette. I mean, come on. Who in the middle of the night at a closing store stands there inches from you, behind you, staring at you and never saying a word, and then asks for a cigarette out of nowhere? I mean, you can see how creepy this would be. Anyway, I told him I don't smoke, which is the truth and then he just stood there still watching me again. There was something he was holding in his hand, and I think that really weirded me out. After a few more minutes of this, I walked inside like I was going to grab something, because I didn't want to go back out there while he was there. 
he made me feel unsafe and uncomfortable. But the moment I walked back in, the guy was still standing there. His body was pressed up against the window, and he didn't seem to care what he looked like. He just wanted to make sure he was still staring at me, make sure that I still saw him. He stood there for another 20 minutes. This was long after our closing and after we were supposed to go home, but most of us were much smaller than him and were too afraid to go outside. Finally, before we decided to call the cops, he turned around and walked away. But you better believe that we stayed inside for a few more minutes just to be sure he wasn't coming back. When I did finally leave, we didn't see him anywhere around, and that was the end of it. This experience really did freak me out. You never know what people are capable of or what they might be holding behind your back. This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. Do you believe in monsters? And given the chance, would you be brave enough to track one down on your own? In June's Journey, people are the true monsters, and you can live the story yourself rather than sitting back and listening to one. June's Journey is a hidden object game with a thrilling murder mystery set in the Roaring Twenties. You play as June on the hunt for your sister's murderer. Discover clues through exciting hidden object scenes with beautiful and atmospheric illustrations and music. Victory brings you closer to new plot points and suspenseful answers. When not hunting for clues, you can customize your own luxurious estate island with gardens, buildings, and decor or chat and play with or against other players too, in the Detective Club, where you could even put your skills to the test in the Detective League. June's journey is both relaxing and fun to play. With my busy schedule, I find it's the perfect game to pick up and play whenever I've got a free moment. It doesn't demand too much time, and it's pretty satisfying solving puzzles quickly and unlocking new clues. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Number four, Starbucks Regulars, submitted by Shower Songs Films. I live in a small town and I work at a Starbucks. The job is pretty great and easy, especially because I have friends there and there are a ton of cute girls that stop in and work there. At first, I thought this was going to be the easiest and most fun job out there for me at the moment, but little did I know, it was going to be a highway to hell, literally. We had a lot of regulars, of course, but after working there for a while, we got a few strange regulars. For example, there was this young lady who would come in most days of the week. She would always get a vanilla latte, then would go to the corner of the store and sit there, and she would continuously look in our direction, mostly at a friend of mine named Jessica, with a big, deliberate smile on her face. Nobody knew who she was, but to make things weirder, sometimes this blind man would come in, another person nobody knew. He was an old man and very polite to us. After a few weeks of having him come in, we began to get used to the blind man and the strange lady. It became our normal, but still, we never did get used to her creepy smile and glares. Anyway, one day the blind man came in, then ordered six different coffees, and asked if one of us could help him put them in his car. 
He said he would do it himself, but his driver was very impatient. Jessica, being the sweetheart she was, stepped outside to help the man with the coffees. At the time, I was just playing on my phone because business that day was incredibly slow. That's when, out of nowhere, I hear Jessica screaming. Immediately, I dropped my phone and I was going to go out there, but the young, creepy lady was pointing a knife at me and my other coworkers. I could barely breathe or understand what was happening. I'd never been in such a situation like this, and then the crazy woman started screaming at me to give her the money. Now, in these situations, we were instructed to just give up the money, so I did as she said. Not a second after I gave her the money, she ran out of the store, and I told one of my coworkers to call the police. Then I ran outside, yelling that the police are on their way, and then I started looking for Jessica. I saw a small car there, and the lady was crawling in. In the back seat was the blind man, and next to him was Jessica, who looked horrified. Luckily, she was able to get the door open before they sped away, and she jumped out of the car. She began to sprint toward me with tears in her eyes. Then, once we were at a safe distance away, we watched the car speed away, and I saw the blind man with his glasses off, giving me the most sinister look I'd ever seen. Jessica told me when she was helping the man, he hit her in the back of the head with his cane, then forced her into the back seat, semi-unconscious. I explained to her how we were busy getting robbed by the crazy woman. This experience happened a few years ago, and it scares me to know that these people made up their own personas and became regulars for weeks just to rob some tiny Starbucks. The evil of people knows no bounds, and us lucky part-time minimum wage workers get to be the targets. Plus, what were they going to do with Jessica? As far as I know, those people were never caught, and nothing came of this situation. So it terrifies me that they're still out there, still abducting teenagers. If she had been completely knocked out and never came to, I never would have seen Jessica again. Number five. Starbucks Stalker, submitted by KDOB. Every summer, my dad piles my sister and me in the car so we can drive 7,000 miles up to Portland, Oregon to stay with some family. Most summers are the same. We drive up, stop at a few rest stops along the way, hang out with our cousins for a week or two, then drive back down to California. This summer in particular, though, is one I will never forget. About two years ago, there was a massive heat wave that a few people might remember. My sister and I were still little back then, being around the ages of 13 and 10. We were stuck in the back seat of a smelly Mazda, and it was not ideal for our bratty personalities, especially when it still felt like 103 degrees with the air conditioning on. We used every chance we got to point out to our dad that it was too hot to keep driving. Eventually, after my repeated complaints about having to use the bathroom, my dad pulled over at a Starbucks. That way, we could get some iced waters and use the facilities. That Starbucks was crowded due to the heat and location, but my sister and I were able to find a table next to the windows. 
My dad got in line and I was reminded of my need to use the restroom. When I got over to the bathroom, I realized to my dismay that it was the type of door that required a key to unlock, so I had to ask somebody to use it. I spun around to ask one of the employees for the key, but as I turned, I locked eyes with an old man. He seemed to be in his mid-fifties. Now, normally, I wouldn't be bothered by this, but the way he was staring caught me off guard. He seemed to be grinning in this way that made the corners of his lips move upward to show his canine teeth, while the front of his lips stayed shut, while eyes gleamed in this strange, lustful way, a look I was too young to understand. But this still bothered me. I was only 13, but I knew old men were not supposed to look at young girls in that way. What was even more unsettling was that when I moved, his eyes followed. He seemed to be tracking me as I weaved my way through the groups of people waiting for their drinks. I shuddered and asked the workers for the bathroom key as quickly as possible. After retrieving the key, I made my way back over to the restroom door, but as I walked, I heard the distinct sound of a metal bar stool scraping across the tile lining the floor. I turned, bothered by the noise, and to my horror, I was met with the image of the creepy man making his way towards where I was standing as I was unlocking the door to the bathroom. If you've never been to a Starbucks, you know that most of the time the bathroom is down a long hallway in the back of the cafe. The last thing I wanted to do in that instant was to be stuck back there with a strange man who had his eyes on me. I felt like prey. I ducked into the bathroom before he was able to reach the hallway entrance, and I quickly realized the gravity of the situation, and I began to use the bathroom as more of a sanctuary. I listened at the door for a couple of minutes before emerging to hand the key back to the employee. As I came around the corner, though, my eyes flicked to the table my little sister was sitting at, and I nearly puked when I saw... The old creepy man was there talking to her, and my dad was still in line. I'd left her alone with him in the restaurant. I wasn't able to take more than a step towards them when I suddenly heard my sister yell. No, no, she said. I won't tell you her name. You're just a stranger. Where's my daddy? It got the attention of my father, and he ran up to the man to ask what was going on. Another worker approached the man as backup, and he asked him to leave. Luckily, he left without an issue, but what still scared me to this day is the grin still plastered to his face as he stepped onto the street, as if nothing had just happened, as if he was going to do it again, but with different little girls. Long story short, we bought what we needed from the Starbucks and never went back there again. I don't know what would have happened if the situation had gone differently, but I don't ever want to see the creepy Starbucks stalker ever again. Number six, Starbucks Creeper, submitted by Josie. I'm 20 years old and pretty tall, with naturally bright red hair, so I tend to attract some attention. 
but not always the best kind. I come from a pretty small town, so the closest Starbucks is an hour away. The city is also where the closest mall is, so anytime we go shopping, we take advantage of the Starbucks being there, and we make sure to get our favorite drinks. One day, my mom and I were back to school shopping. We went to the mall and started in one of my favorite stores, one known for selling bras and things for women mostly. I needed to try a bra on, and I went to find someone to get me in a dressing room. When I turned the corner in the store, I locked eyes with a man standing near the wall, and right away, he struck me as the creepiest person I'd ever seen. He was six foot two with an extremely long beard that looked gross and unkempt. He, in his entirety, looked like he hadn't showered in days. He was just standing there with a weird grin on his face. I looked down, not wanting to keep eye contact with him, and I pretended to search a rack near me to act like I'd never even saw him. He must have known that I was just pretending, because he walked over towards me. The closer he got, the more my heart pounded. The conversation started exactly like I thought it would. You have awfully pretty hair, he said while breathing next to me. I could smell him now. He smelled like vomit and piss. I smiled at him and said thank you, not wanting to be rude. Social anxiety can be cruel sometimes, even if the person you're dealing with is a man like this. Do you have a boyfriend? The man asked, tilting his head to the side. What the hell? My red flags were blaring. I replied to him, yes, even though I actually didn't at the time. This seemed to upset him, even though we had only been speaking for about three seconds, tops. Oh, a pretty girl like you probably deserves better. I was stunned. Who did he think he was? I didn't know him. I began to back away as slowly as I could for fear of upsetting him. I quickly excused myself and stuck by my mom's side for the rest of our shopping trip. I'd almost completely forgot about him by the next few stores, though the creepy feeling lingered. After all that, my mom and I had finished shopping and we were at the Starbucks in the mall. We were both fairly worn out from shopping and I had to use the bathroom, which was right around a wall and out of sight from the lobby of the Starbucks. I must have been in there no more than two minutes when I heard a loud banging on the door. I jumped, obviously scared from the sudden loud noise. I had just sat down, my freaking pants around my ankles and said, Sorry, just a minute. There was silence, so I figured whoever was there had walked away. It had been no more than 10 seconds after that, though, that another loud bang came from the door. This time, I was annoyed. I had clearly said that someone was in here. A few more minutes and two more bangs went by. Why were they ignoring me? Now, I'm a redhead, and the stereotype about our tempers can be true. At least mine is, and at that moment, I was teed off. So I pulled my pants up, not having done any business, and yanked the door open. My mouth dropped open when I realized it was the same man from before, and he had been following us around the mall. His beard was even more gross close up, 
and he smelled like dog crap and eggs. His eyes were wild as he smiled at me, and he didn't say anything, just stared. My heart was beating wildly, and I was scared out of my mind because of how creepy his grin was. Suddenly, he reached out and grabbed me by my arm and began pulling me away from the bathrooms and towards the exits. Shocked, I began screaming, and I got the attention of my mother who ran towards us and began hitting the creepy man with her purse. The guy eventually gave up and ran out of the front of the Starbucks, but I was left hyperventilating, going over what had just happened in my head. Some man had just tried to kidnap me. My mom was able to get me to calm down and the police were called. We filed a report. I was near tears the whole time. It turns out that the man was actually someone who had been reported at the mall before as he had been following young girls around and going into the women's restrooms. It's safe to say I didn't order anything from Starbucks that day. Number seven, creepy man at Starbucks. Submitted by Katie O.N. It was about two years ago, but I still remember it like it was yesterday. I worked at Starbucks, mainly as the front cashier, so I have to take orders from people, sometimes creepy people, and at the time I was 24. This encounter was the scariest thing that had ever happened to me. It was a boring Wednesday, and at the time it was slow. It was just me, my boss, and our coworker, Lucy. We were talking about our plans for the future and how life was going for us now. And then the front door opened, and there came a man who looked like he was in his early 30s. I said my usual, welcome to Starbucks. How can I take your order? He didn't reply, so after a few seconds, I thought he didn't hear me and I repeated it again. This time he said, uh, Hi, I didn't expect to see anyone so cute. This caught me off guard because people don't usually say stuff like that up front. So I replied, uh, Thank you. What can I get for you? He said, I'll take an iced coffee. I replied with coming right up. And as I tried to ring him up, he just kept coming with compliments, saying that I looked beautiful and each time all I knew to reply was thanks. Suddenly, he asked if I had a boyfriend. I gave him this very obvious look that said, that's none of your business, and when he saw it, he rolled his eyes and said, no worries, I know where you live. My heart froze. You could be such a good wife for me, he kept saying, and I had enough by then. I wasn't going to serve this guy, so I told him to go away. Lucy heard and said the same thing, that he needed to leave the store. That's when he got upset, saying that he had every right to be there. He pulled out a gun from his holster and laid it on the counter, trying to be intimidating. And that's when we called the cops. My manager was freaking out, trying to defuse the situation. But finally, we saw the red and blue lights of the cops coming. The man was arrested, but it was too late. That slow work day had become the most terrifying day I'd had. What's scarier than some psycho harassing you about your looks and potential sexuality is that same psycho with a gun, making him think he can get whatever he wants. 
Number eight, Creeper at Starbucks, submitted by Beast Barista. I used to work for a Starbucks that was inside of a popular grocery store chain. I must say, looking back now, it had to have been one of the best jobs I've ever had. Besides putting up with the occasional cranky morning person, it was actually quite enjoyable. This story takes place about two years ago around March. I was 19 at the time, and the morning shift had just left. This wasn't unusual. I was used to working alone in the afternoon until my evening help showed up. I did my daily deeds such as restocking the pastries, brewing fresh tea, and making sure all the sauces and syrups were restocked. Anyways, the day progressed normally. I started having friendly conversations with the day's self-serve attendant. As I said, we were inside a large grocery store, and the self-checkout was located right in front of the Starbucks I was working in. To the right of us was the main exit, where they keep the carts and baskets, which was mostly just made of glass. So the only thing between me and the vestibule, as we call it, was a glass wall. The attendant and I were talking small talk as the level of customers slowed down when I felt that something was off. Nothing bad was happening. No one was giving me a hard time, so I brushed it off. As the attendant went back to helping a customer, I just happened to turn and look to my right. There in the vestibule, right behind my wall of glass, was a woman. She was turned facing directly toward me, arms at her sides and just staring at me. I looked away quickly, slightly embarrassed. Maybe she was just checking to see who was working the coffee shop that day. A moment later, I snuck another quick look. She was still there, not just staring at me, but her whole body facing toward my side of the glass wall just standing there like someone not quite in their right state of mind. Again, I looked away. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, so I was hoping she was maybe just tired or trying to see inside the store. I went back to my chores and continued manning the coffee shop, but she still never moved. As I kept peeking over my shoulder to get a better look, I got an image of her. She had to be in her late 40s, and her distressed face did her no justice. She had a tattered yellow shirt that looked like it either hadn't been washed or she did some light yard work that day. She had unkempt hair, like she had just woke up, and dark circles were under her eyes like she hadn't slept in a week. Her stare was so blank, I had to guess that maybe she was on drugs or maybe just stone drunk. But this went on with her standing there for 20 minutes. The worst part of it was customers would pass right by her and not give her a look or a nudge or ask if she was all right. At first, I was questioning my own sanity. Was she even there at all? Had my caffeine highs from working at this blessed coffee shop finally gotten to me? I waved over the self-serve attendant and nonchalantly asked her if she saw the woman in the exit, and she nodded. Good, so I wasn't seeing things. Then that means she's either crazy or full of some unknown substance, or maybe both. At this point, I was too freaked out to care. I told the attendant that if she remained there for much longer to just quietly grab a manager to check on her. As we both went back to our posts, the woman continued to stare through the window, 
That half inch of glass was the only thing keeping me from this lunatic. I can tell you right now that feeling alone was enough to deal with. Not knowing what she wanted was even worse. Finally, to my relief, a manager marched over to the vestibule and went inside. I could feel my whole body loosen up and a breath I'd been holding half this time could at least escape my quivering lungs. I looked over from my post, expecting to see something dramatic go down between the nut and the manager, but the woman was already gone. I didn't even see her leave, she just vanished. Perhaps seeing my manager close by was enough to knock her back to her senses, and she left, but I'll never know for sure. All I can warn you with is this, be aware of your surroundings, and if you feel a situation is too dangerous to handle alone, find someone else to come to your aid. Don't go it alone, even if scalding hot coffee is the ultimate defense. Number nine, two creeps at Starbucks. Submitted by Matt. This story happened when I was around 13. I'm quite big for my age, height-wise and weight-wise. Me and my mom and two of our neighbors decided to road trip to our vacation house in a wooded part of the state. So we embarked on the four and a half hour drive, probably at around 7.30 in the morning. The journey usually takes upwards of four hours to complete, and it's usual for us to stop at Starbucks because it's morning and it's just convenient. At that time, we had already left our hometown and had traveled about an hour, when suddenly my neighbor's son got very hungry, which meant it was time to find the nearest Starbucks and stop. Well, we found one. This one happened to be located in a very large shopping restaurant complex on the outskirts of a big town just off the highway. We pull over and we have to park a long walk away just because it was so crowded. My mom hates going to Starbucks, usually because it's crowded like this every time. Thankfully, the Starbucks in particular, despite the other restaurants, wasn't crowded. My mom was like, thank God, let's just get some food and leave because I don't want to spend too much time here. I laughed a little. My mom is a very outspoken person and isn't afraid of expressing her own opinion, even though she's five foot two and 115 pounds, a rather small woman. As we got closer and stepped up into the sidewalk, something caught my eyes. Two Latino men wearing all black for whatever reason, even though it's early in the morning, and it was already almost 75 degrees Fahrenheit. I always thought if you wore black on a hot summer day like that, you must have been extremely hot, right? So immediately I was thinking in my young brain, such a bad fashion choice. Even more interesting, these men were just staring at us, not even trying to hide it. But both sets of eyes lay upon me. I've always been a very vigilant, shy human being for whatever reason, so I started playing different scenarios in my head as we walked through the door, eyes still following me. As we're waiting in the short line, I kept glancing over at the two men, they were sitting outside, still staring and not caring how obvious it was. I was just weirded out more than anything. We placed our orders, then me and the neighbor's son, who was only nine at the time, went to the bathrooms. I did my business and came out, but the moment I opened the door, the guys again were just staring at the door and at me. I actually started to mentally freak out at this point. What if they follow us all the way to the cabin? 
What if they try to do something to us? I, however, remained silent and didn't share my thoughts with my mother. Now, we were waiting for our food, and those men, still leering at me, ended up making me put my earbuds in just to tune them out. But then, I thought, what if their intentions were to rob us? And I realized it probably didn't help in that case that I just pulled out my brand new iPhone 6. Surely, they would think we had some money, right? So I tried to keep it to myself. Finally, the employees called my mother's name for the order. Once we had everything, we all went outside and we walked past those men. And I know what you think, it's gonna be some cliche little, they spoke about blah, but I kid you not, the men started speaking in Spanish, something I couldn't understand. I turned and visibly made eye contact with them. I don't know what changed, but they both just stopped talking and looked away for once in about 15 minutes. I got closer to the members of my group and didn't look back again. Once we started driving down the road, I was so relieved. But then the neighbors started talking to my mom, saying, that was strange. Did you see those two men? They were speaking in Spanish, saying something like, it's too risky right now. Their parents are around. After hearing this and considering they'd been staring at me the entire time, Something tells me their intentions were clear, because you never know what people are capable of, especially people whose gaze is the embodiment of hatred, and that's what I felt that day. And number 10. This one's a little different. As I was one story short for a full 10-story video, I'll be reading a story from a news article from February 7th, 2018. The title is, Family Sues Starbucks After Allegedly Being Served Drinks With Blood. A local family from San Bernardino went to get some drinks from Starbucks. Well, they didn't get what they expected. The family's daughter, Amanda, who had always had a sweet tooth, ordered a frappuccino, and she was taking a few sips and licking at the whipped cream on top, like she usually would but they didn't realize at first that the drink contained more than chocolate and whipped cream. Nope, that wasn't any cherry syrup on top of that whipped cream. There was blood on it and inside their cups. After calling Starbucks, furious about what had just happened, after ingesting someone else's blood, it was only then that Starbucks removed the employee from making drinks for the day and to try to appease them, offered them free drinks in exchange but that doesn't fix what happened and what contaminants may have been in that person's blood. They tried to get the store to test the employee to be safe, but the store didn't agree, so they turned to an attorney. The case is still ongoing and hopefully something gets fixed before you get a drink filled with blood from your Starbucks. This may not be a scary story outright, but considering that they were okay bleeding inside of your beverage and handing it to you after taking your money, I'd say that's something to be terrified about. When it comes to fast and convenient food and drinks, sometimes quality and safety flies right out the window. I love coffee, and it's hard to go a day without it because I think I have a mild addiction to caffeine. I mean, I stopped drinking coffee for a week there and I got some major withdrawals, from a slight fever to headaches, 
so maybe the addiction ain't as mild as I thought. Anyway, according to these stories, when you go and get your coffee, each time you might be risking your life. Is being a little bit more awake every day worth it? Actually, yes, it is. I think I'd fight through an army of the undead for my mocha frappuccino. Good night. Be sure to like, share, comment, and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. And don't forget, I'm looking for 4chan stories and posts that are scary creepy. If you've got one, send it to me at darknessprevails.org submit. If you want to support this channel, check out morbidmonsters.com to buy stickers, decals, t-shirts, and more. Or donate just one buck a month at patreon.com slash darknessprevails. And as promised, here are my five favorite early comments from my previous video, Five Real Modern Dinosaur Sightings. Kane7ify says, Welcome to Jurassic World. You bet Jurass you'll have a good time. Cameron James says, Burger King foot lettuce. Now I know the joke, the old meme, but I had to read this because a lot of people think I'm the same guy from that meme. I am in fact not. Listen again. Burger King foot lettuce. And here's a little extra. Number 15. Sound similar? Yeah, I didn't think so, but I'm still gonna watch me some top 15s. Angelina Adams says, do you think there's ghost dinosaurs? Angelina, you must not have seen my older videos because I did actually read a story on ghost dinosaurs. So when you find it in my catalog, I hope you enjoy. Loud Luke Taco says, do you believe in the supernatural? I believe in it and I think I've had an encounter. Share your story on my website, I'd love to see it. And yes, I do believe in the supernatural and paranormal. I'm very hopeful and optimistic that there's more to this world than meets the eye. And Zakov says, did you know the closest living relative to the T-Rex is the chicken? It's true. I don't know about that. But if it's true, then one thing's for sure. T-Rexes are delicious. Alright guys, thank you so much for listening, and a huge shout-out goes out to all my patrons. Thank you all for being a part of this channel. As always, stay safe out there, and stay creepy.